0: at that time that I was still trying to build my business and everything, I did get pregnant and that pregnancy ended up resulting in a loss. And it was a very difficult season Mm -hmm. for my husband Mm -hmm. and I. And it really did make me, I think, just become very aware, hyper aware of what I was Mm -hmm. going through Mm -hmm. and the anxiety that that job placed on me and the stress that I was carrying. And I'm like, how am I supposed to become a mom Mm-hmm. and walk into the season that I'm praying for. Mm-hmm. If This is how I constantly feel physically, yeah. mentally, all these things. And I'm like, this is not healthy. This is not mm-hmm. because it was, I wasn't just working 50 hours a week at a design job. I also was working in my business. So I was so burnt out and run down. And I'm like having that mentality. Like, well, this is what you do. Like, yeah. this is what, what those people that you see full time. I mean, this is, this is just the hustle that I'm, and that's such crap.
1: Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Dreamer to Entrepreneur podcast, a show designed to motivate and inspire women to stop sitting on the sidelines of life and finally take action towards accomplishing their dreams. Join us, Brittany Hughes and Amanda Benedict, as we share business advice, as well as our own experiences of starting and building a successful business while also juggling mom life. You'll also hear from other amazing women who bring their own message and advice to the show through inspiring interviews. It's all collaboration over competition here. Get ready to dream big, take action, and always show kindness. Let's dive in. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Dreamer to Entrepreneur. I am super excited to be talking today with Taryn Jerez. I first, I guess, saw her at the Forsyth Women's Women on the Move conference at the beginning of 2020 or 2022. Oh, Lord have mercy. 2022. 2022, (laughs) So I'm super excited to have her on today to talk about her business, One Crafty Miss. Welcome, Taryn. Thank you. um, Introduce yourself and tell our audience a little bit about you and your business.
0: Yeah. Hi guys. I'm very excited just to have a really great conversation today and get to talk about some things about my entrepreneurship journey, but just in general, some of the things that I think we don't always talk about, but are really, really important. So I'm a creative business coach. I have been doing coaching now for about seven years in my business. It's an exciting time over here because I have a lot of big changes happening and stepping into kind of just a new role within my own business and challenging myself in new ways, which is scary but exciting. Um, So I work with female creatives. So I help them take things that don't need to be on their plate off of it and help them really step into the role that they want for their own business and figuring out what that looks like and helping them with things like pricing and branding and marketing, all that stuff. But really keeping that confidence level up, making them feel like they really can go after the things that may scare them, to say out loud. I don't know, just helping them have the kind of business that they dream about that reflects, I guess, the life that they want also. I have a monthly membership. I do one-on-one coaching. And I love any excuse to get off of Instagram and a screen and have community like in real life.
1: Yes. Love it. So tell us a little bit ha- about how you got started, because I know you were working full-time yeah. at Haynes Brand um, yes. when you first started. And it first kind of started as like a blog. How did One Crafty Miss start?
0: So one... Well... One craftiness started by me being in a position after college in the design world where I was like, wow, so I don't really get to be creative on my own terms anymore. Um, And I really was craving that. Honestly, mm-hmm. I was doing uh, a technical apparel design job for uh, VF, which owns like Reef and Vans and all these amazing companies. Mm -hmm. And I was, it was a great opportunity, but I really, everything's nickel and dimed in corporate, you know, for apparel. And so I just was like, I need a creative outlet. So I started blogging, knew nothing guys. Like I consumed a lot of blogs and things like that, (laughs) but I knew nothing getting started other than like, oh, well, I have a background in marketing, but I've never done this. So yeah, I mean, I just started blogging. It was a creative lifestyle brand. I did a ton of DIYs and crafting things and that's how things went. And so I started working a lot more with like Etsy shop owners Mm -hmm. and fellow, like, I don't know, just women creative businesses. And they'd be like, oh, how do you do this? Or, hey, like, I want to start a blog or I see how you do your marketing. Like, how do you do that? And I was like, oh my gosh. And the more and more I was doing that, I'm like, I would rather be helping (laughs) like them with their stuff than doing my own. And I was like, oh, I'm really like loving this. And then... I got a position with Hanes Brands. I ended up moving from Florida. I was in Tampa for eight years Mm -hmm. um, and I ended up moving for the job with Hanes Brands. And that was honestly very open discussion with my husband at the time of like, this is my chance to see, does Taryn not like her job right now? Or Mm -hmm. does Taryn just not belong in corporate America? (laughs) Like, I was like, this is my chance to decide. Do I just not like this company and this role or is it just corporate? And lo and behold, corporate is not for me. So- (laughs) Haynes was wonderful. And I had, I know a lot of people when they leave their jobs, it's like, God, they couldn't wait to get away from their, their boss or Mm -hmm. their team or that. I like I'm best friends with my boss. Like I adore my manager. I still talk with her. We get coffee. Like I made amazing friends there. It just wasn't meant for me, but I, I mean, I worked on the blog and I started adding coaching services and Mm -hmm. teaching workshops and things. Yeah. And I started doing that. And then I was with Haynes for four years before I left. I I actually, I'm going to say I went full-time, but I also added a part-time marketing role for a nonprofit that was helping creative startups. And so it was really aligned with what I was looking for. And it gave me that push. You will, I know that you guys capture so many journeys that look very different for entrepreneurship. Like all of us have different journeys. I will tell you, I am not a throw caution to the wind kind of gal. (laughs) I am hardcore calculated risk taker. Yes. I just know we hear a lot of those journeys of like, I woke up and I just did it. I said goodbye and I went and I was like, okay, calm down. Like that is not for me. And so my journey definitely was a lot of baby steps that allowed me to feel more confident in the journey I was taking because I had responsibilities and I had financial responsibilities and I needed to do things a little different. And I know that can be really scary for a lot of us and it was super scary for me, but I took a lot of like baby steps to get to be able to, to
1: yeah, to get to where I am. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So i loved when, when I heard you speak, how you talked about like the fear, the fear holding you back from choosing your dream. Would you mind sharing with us a little bit about how, you know, you let that fear kind of hold you back and then how you overcame that? Yeah.
0: It's funny because people will say like, oh, like, you know, were you just so ready to like go full time in your business and blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, I probably could have done it the two years that I was in my head so much waiting, Mm -hmm. even though my husband was like, do it, do it, do it. Like, I was just like, I'm not ready. Like, I think there was a lot of fear. There was fear of, I don't know, the one that like everyone's embarrassed to say, but it's true. is like, what are people going to think? Like, I, I have a degree in fashion design and marketing. Mm -hmm. I interned in New York City I have all these experiences and it's what I'm choosing to do is not aligned with like what my family I think envisioned for me Mm -hmm. or what friends had seen me do or like everyone's like oh you have such a cool job you travel to New York and you travel out of the country for work and you do all these cool things Mm -hmm. and I'm like yes and I'm miserable like honestly I was yeah I was like this I don't feel called to do this I don't feel like I'm living my purpose. And it was like a lot of internal things going on. And there was also that fear of failure. Like, what if I do this and Mm -hmm. I don't bring in the money I need? What if my husband gets resentful over saying goodbye to this job and that I'm not bringing in what I thought I would? Or I don't know. There were just so many thoughts of like failure and like public failure because we're in a world where a lot of our marketing involves publicly sharing about our life and our business on Instagram and Facebook. So there was just a lot of that fear of like, instead of looking at it like, well, Why not me? Like if she could do it, I could do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Instead, I was like, well, all these other women are doing it, and maybe I'm not meant for this, or maybe I'm Mm -hmm. gonna try and I'm gonna fall flat on my face. So yeah, I mean, I think you know that it's it's scary. It's scary to go after things, it's scary to voice our dreams when they're like, you know, at that conference, and I know this is like a weird tangent, but at the Women on the Move conference, Janae Adams was one of our speakers at the conference, and she had a really cool example and it has stuck with me since she said it. And she mentioned how she asked everybody, like, you know, do you have a dream? And she's like, I go to different speaking events and I, I ask that. And she's like, And when I'm in a room full of el- elementary school children, I say, What's your dream? Who wants to share what they're excited about, what their dream is? All the hands go up. Yeah. Yeah. And then she would ask middle school and hands go up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then high school and, you know, less hands and then adults. And it's like two hands. Yeah. And as we get older, it's like we're conditioned not to ask for what we want, not to yeah. share our dreams because we're worried about feeling silly or stupid or, oh yeah. God, like who am I to want these things? But you're exactly who you are meant to be to want those things. And it's okay to dream big, scary, terrifying yeah. dreams. <laughs> like,
1: Yes, I love that. And I love that you brought that up because I feel like a lot of the time it it's like the fear that holds you back from chasing your dreams and from creating the life of your dreams. And I I know from my story, it came down to basically, I mean, there was nowhere else to go. Like it was like, I either, you know, stay in this job, you know, and I had loved my job. I was at for a very long time. And then the last few years, there were some things that changed. Um, A lot of things changed in my life, you know, going through a separation and then a divorce and stuff. And just as I grow and change and mature, like it just became a place that wasn't making me happy, wasn't fulfilling me. And then, you know, as crazy as like COVID was, <laughs> and I know how scared it was for everybody. It was almost like a blessing in disguise because it gave me no, okay, well now I sitting at home and I have to work to provide mm-hmm. for my family. So I have to figure out what I'm going to do. And then it was just like, why not? Why can't I? Yeah. So, and I let that hold me back for a long time until there was no other option, but to... <laughs>
0: To, no, to go no, for it. no more like,
1: excuses that I could come up with to not do it. Um no. so Yeah. I love you. You brought that up. Cause that, yeah, it can be scary to chase your dreams. It's very with, scary. Um, and I hear
0: so many like clients or just women in general share like that exact sentiment of, I wish I had done this sooner. Yeah. And it's like, when we look at that statement, cause we've all said it about something and it's mm-hmm. like, I wish I'd done this sooner. It's like, what do you really mean? Is like, I wish I had believed in myself sooner.
1: Yes. Yeah. And
0: it's, a hard thing to stomach, but it's like, it's true. It's like, God, imagine what it would have been like if I had done this or, but at the same time, I, I'm a believer, like when we are meant to do something, we are like, if you had started sooner than 2020, who knows, maybe it wouldn't have been successful, Mm -hmm. you know, or your mindset wouldn't have been there. The right connections wouldn't have been there. Or I always think that I'm like, well, yes, I get annoyed at myself. I didn't do something soon, but I'm like, maybe it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been in the right position at the time.
1: Oh yeah. So, how long have you been doing OneCrafty full time? Oh, it's funny you say that. I literally
0: just had a whole conversation about this um, <laughs> because I feel like I've been doing my business so long, and so I put the bar so high for myself yeah. sometimes. But literally two years. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like,
0: oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I've been like doing everything for about seven years, but I've only been full time two years, and I literally—it's so funny timing, like we talk about. But I gave my notice to my part-time marketing position. Mm -hmm. in october of 2019 Mm -hmm. and i found out that i was pregnant in october of 2019 (laughs) like (laughs) like, it was like insane like i had been for people who aren't familiar with me or my journey and stuff i my husband and i went through a very difficult trying time with infertility and Mm -hmm. pregnancy loss and it has just been a really really big prayer of ours and I had also simultaneously been working on that prayer of like, I would love to go full time. I'd love for be able to put, go all in for my business. And, and literally it was like, I gave my notice. I finally was like, I'm doing it. And then two weeks later I was pregnant. <laughs> so yeah. It was insane. And then of yes. course, like 2020 happens and, and then, the worst time to be yes. pregnant. Oh and my gosh, Oh my god! I could not
1: imagine. So you it was, had your baby uh, in 2020.
0: Yes. July of, so oh. yeah. So I was. I don't know, five months pregnant when everything shut down. So it was a very, oh my God, terrifying time. But (laughs) luckily my business at least was already, Mm -hmm. I already worked over Zoom. I already did a lot of virtual things. I already, you know, so it was, that was an easier transition and allowed me to really focus, but yes, it was a crazy time to be pregnant.
1: (laughs) Well, and just, I'm just thinking like delivery and all that, all the stuff like to Oh yeah. Like wearing masks, like while I was in labor, like girl, I could not do it. I, I swear (laughs) my, when I I had my son at the hospital, I had my daughter at the birth center, but with my son, my poor nurse, she was so sweet and she chose to work with me, but I swear I was like, I'm not staying in this bed. And she was like, I brought you a monitor. You walk around the hospital, you do your thing. I'll be here if you need me. (laughs) And I was like like, off walking around the nursery, looking at the baby. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think at one point I was in someone, I didn't have a shower in my room. So I went into, she let me go into, it was in the middle of a snowstorm that I had my son. And so the whole, the hospital was just empty, but she said, well, this prep room has a shower if you want to go in the shower. And I kind of finished, you know, laboring in the shower and stuff that was all over the place. I was like, I cannot imagine if I had to stay in my room with a mask in a bed, I would not have gotten (laughs)
0: You know, we were able to perfect. like walk around at least and yes. do like laps but it was it was just a crazy time like
1: yeah
0: I remember holding my child up at the door like Simba style oh. like when family <laughs> or like when friends would come to drop food off yes. they would like walk away we had to like Lysol wipe everything yes. and like show oh. our child from a window or a door it was just a very crazy time Crazy, but at the same time my business during that time, it was there was a lot of positive things, and obviously, I'm mm-hmm. beyond blessed to have my son isaiah it's he's amazing. I'm yes. like, man, we really knocked it out of the park here like, I know. <laughs> like that just, was like he's the best, but um but yeah, just crazy though timing how things yes. work i I think also just touching on that because you never know if someone's listening, and I know that fear that holds us back from things and a big part i I think I would be remiss not to mention that a very big motivator. When leaving my full time, like when leaving Haynes Brands to mm-hmm. go all in and be able to get the part time marketing position mm-hmm. and all that. At that time, that I was still trying to build my business and everything, I did get pregnant and that pregnancy ended up resulting in a loss. And it was a very difficult season mm-hmm. for my mm-hmm. husband and I. And it really did make me, I think, just become very aware hyper aware of what I was going Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. and the anxiety that that job placed on me and the stress that I was carrying. And I'm like, how am I supposed to become a mom Mm -hmm. and walk into the season that I'm praying for? Mm -hmm. if This is how I constantly feel physically, mentally, all these things. And I'm like, this is not healthy. This is Mm -hmm. not because it was, I wasn't just working 50 hours a week at a design job. I also was working in my business. So I was so burnt out and run down and i'm like having that mentality like well this is what you do like this is what what those people that you see full-time i mean this is this is just the hustle that i'm and that's such crap Mm -hmm. like it is not at all what you should be doing and i was so burnt out and i just feel like that loss was so hard but it was also a catalyst in the way that i looked at my life and i think it gave me that permission that i finally allowed myself to have to be like the fear that's been holding you back Mm -hmm is not worth what it's taking from you, like what the cost is. And I think it was just that waiting was costing so much. And I think it does to a lot of us, like whatever, and, and I don't care if it's like, oh, well, you know, what you're talking about, that's so heavy, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I think fear just, I don't know. It costs us too much. It really does. And it's like, you have to just go for it and change those things. And I look at how I am now and stuff. And for the first you know, year or so, I'm just, I remember feeling like, oh, well, I'm not, I didn't meet my corporate salary yet. And I'd ask my husband, like, do you ever feel like you wish I still had that other job? And he was like, are you kidding me? He's mm-hmm. like, I would rather have you the way you are now and happy and healthier. And he's like, oh my God, because it is, it's day and night. And so I think that's an important thing to think yes. about too, when you're making those decisions
1: and i really appreciate you sharing that with us cuz it is so it's so true like your what is most important in life is that you are here you are happy yeah. you are healthy and i'm you know coming from my background suffer from depression and anxiety and have for a very long time and you know for me when i was uh, my my son he'll be 8 but for me the last eight years, it really escalated. I had gotten pregnant. Um, my husband at the time was laid off. He didn't work for a year. I was pregnant. I was working 80 hour weeks, pregnant, losing weight, which is not healthy. And I think all of the changes your body goes through when you are pregnant and all that stuff. And oh, it's, ha- so, you much. Know, it's so, so much, so much. Um, That it really set me into a very, very dark place for a very long time. And while it is scary to leave that comfortable job, whether, you know, you have to think about, am I happy? Am I healthy? Especially now bringing children into the world, like you need to be the best mom you can be. And part of that is you have to realize like, you know, yes, I may not be making as much money as I was but we have a roof over our head. We have food on the table. We have clothes on our back. I'm a happier, healthier mother to Mm -hmm. them. And that is more important. And I'm here, not taking care of yourself, you know, burning yourself out can be detrimental to your health. I mean, it really can. And to be the the best mother, the best parent, the best person you can be, you really do have to take that into consideration. Like, yeah,
0: it's um, huge. And it's such a priority, but it's one of those things that we like, shove under it's a simple like and we whether you're doing it for yourself or for your your family whoever support like Mm -hmm. depending on you like i just think it's important to to always factor that in whether that's the beginning of your business journey or years in i see that with clients all the time and even with myself where whatever your offers were whatever the way you were doing business life changes and it's okay for your business to change your needs change the demands on your life change like life Life is gonna life.
1: Yeah, life just
0: going. Yeah, like mm-hmm. and so it's okay to let go also of like what you thought something was supposed to look like, mm-hmm. like okay. because it's it's always gonna change and sometimes we're forced to know it. But I think it's important to be like, hey, like what I was doing before isn't serving me anymore, mm-hmm. or. What I'm doing right now isn't serving, you know. Like I think that's an important conversation to internalize too, and like have with yourself to make those decisions for your business.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, I totally, totally agree. So let's bring it back to talking about your business a little bit. So what are some of the services and things that you offer? Someone is interested in working with you or speaking with you or whatnot. What are some of the things you offer to you know potential customers?
0: My favorite thing to do is just start with like a conversation because mm-hmm. a lot of the time someone's like, hmm, I feel like I need help with something or I feel like I've done everything I can on my own mm-hmm. and I'm up against a wall. And they're just like, I don't know. It's got to be better. Like, I need someone in here. Like, I've, I've gone as far as I can on my own. And I'm like, great. Now let me help you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm here. Don't get to that point. And so I offer like a complimentary connection call. So I do a 30 minute chat with like any creative business owner who wants to just talk. And that's a great time to ask questions, have a little bit of a sounding board and then talk about, you know, the services and stuff that I offer, because I feel like none of our businesses are cookie cutter. None of Mm -hmm. what we do is like who we are is cookie cutter. So I like to be able to help match the client, like the potential client on the other end to what I think they need the most and the way that I can serve them so I do different things. I do my most popular thing that I offer and the way is my favorite way to work with people is through monthly coaching. So Mm -hmm. it allows me to kind of get in your passenger seat and help be your like small biz sidekick that you may have been craving. Mm -hmm. So we get to work together monthly. Um, We do videos, coaching sessions, you have monthly boxer support. So we get to kind of like a walkie talkie access to each other for those moments where you're like, I am just stuck or I need motivation or like, Oh, I just need an opinion really quick from Taryn. Like, So that is my monthly coaching. I also do VIP days. So if someone's working on something very specific that they're like, I just need to knock this out, like my social strategy or my pricing strategy, or Mm -hmm. we can literally schedule a day where we get this stuff done together in real time. And then they get Voxer support after that to ask questions and send me progress and all that stuff. But also if somebody is looking like a lot of the fear that I had, I'm going to be honest, a lot of the fear that I was going through my business, I think a big part of it was processing it alone. I have the most supportive husband in the world. I like he's there. He's wonderful. He's a software engineer. He's a giant nerd. <laughs> he is not in this realm of like, and he, yes. to, he used to tell me all the time, like, I'm not the person to give advice to. I'm like, no, no, but like, and so so often we'll go to like, I don't know, like our friend or our sister or mom yeah. or our husband. Like, and it's helpful, but those conversations aren't moving your business forward because those people don't always get it. They don't get non-traditional. Yeah. Go to a nine to five and leave and get yeah. to 401k. And like, so For me, I think not having that sounding board, not having community and women who understood what I was going through. And so I don't know, that was such a thing that held me back is like finding my people and like all of that. So that is what made me build a membership program. So I have Mm -hmm. the Empowered for Profit Collective. And so that is for that is girls. I'm not even kidding. And it's not like, oh, cause it's mine. Like I would be a member if it wasn't my program. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. it has just attracted such amazing women and It's a monthly membership. It's for making really meaningful moves in your business. It gives you a community that you can like lean on and level up with. We laugh, we cry, we work on stuff, but it's really for like women who have big dreams and busy lives. Like I am not a fan of like memberships where it's like, here's 105 resources that you have no time to ever use. Like (laughs) I'm like, I've done those before and I get nothing out of it. So it's a lot of like high touch support. We have weekly Live Zoom calls where we get to do group coaching. We have a guest expert come in and all that good stuff. That's Empowered for Profit Collective. I open doors four times a year. I don't know, just a really great space if you are in that position of working towards your goals, early entrepreneurship where it is lonely as heck, man. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It's so lonely, mm-hmm. and you're trying to make these big moves, but you don't always have the resources you need, or you don't have someone to ask questions, or so. Whether, and I'll be honest, whether it's Empowered for Profit Collective, or you find a community of your own, or people mm-hmm. find biz besties, find yeah, other so women important. that you can talk about to like talk to, be honest with about the messiness of entrepreneurship and life. And I just think it's so important. And those are the conversations, like community for me has had the biggest ROI in my business. Yeah. It's, it's so important.
1: Well, and I yeah, and like you said, like having because it is like a roller coaster. Like You're going to have your highs in your business. You're going to have your lows in your business. And there are times when you'll just be crying, upset, thinking you're a failure, thinking I did something wrong. And so sometimes it's nice to have people have a community of friends who are in that same situation, know what you're going through, know what you're facing to help bring you up and to help support you.
0: Yeah. That role and like it's funny because you say those feelings, but like that could be like within the same hour. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You could be like, oh, I'm rocking and I'm doing amazing. And then oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm comparison like oh like all day. And like it's just funny. But entrepreneurship, there's a lot of beauty in it. Yeah. And it is hard and it is crazy and it's all the things, but it's also worth it if you feel Like this is what you're called to and what you're doing in your business is driven by a mission. And it, it Mm -hmm. feels like this is what my purpose is, whether it's product or service, whatever, like go after those things and don't Mm -hmm. let the fear hold you back and know it's, but it's so hard, but I think finding people, finding resources, it makes all the difference.
1: Yeah. If someone is interested in checking out your uh, collective, your program, working with you, how would they go about finding you?
0: Come hang out with me on Instagram. I share about that stuff all the time. I have a bunch of links that'll lead you to things. Right now, my Instagram handle is uh, one crafty miss blog, so you'll be able to find me there. If you look up Taryn Drez, I think I come up also. Or even, you know, shoot me an email if you're interested in just having conversation. But Instagram's always a great place. I love getting DMs. I love just having really cool conversations about your business, about your life, about your babies, like all the different things.
1: Yeah, so definitely go follow Taryn on Instagram and connect with her if you. Yeah, I mean I've loved getting a chat with you, and I loved uh, when Thank I you. saw you at Versace Women and your talking stuff. It really resonated with me. So one thing we like to do with yeah. all of our special guests is ask them if you had one piece of advice, and it doesn't have to be business related. It can be life, whatever it is. Okay, if you have one piece of advice that you want to share with our listeners. What would that be? For me,
0: I feel like we hear like celebrate small wins, be in the moment, don't wait for tomorrow for your happiness, all these things. And like, it's hard. It's hard to do those things. And I think the biggest advice that I would have is like, don't compare your middle to someone else's end. Mm -hmm. Like stop looking at life or your business as like this timeline of like sequential events that like, oh, this is how it should be. But just embrace like where you are and what's actually happening and the changes and all the different things but it's easy to see everybody's you know highlight reel on mm-hmm. social media and forget that like there's real people going through some real shit <laughs>
1: like yeah. There's, oh yeah it's
0: messy and life is messy business is messy but like wherever you are right now that's enough and just keep working towards those things without comparing like mm-hmm. everybody else's timeline to yours it's okay if things happen sooner or later for you than somebody else thank you for listening to Please subscribe and share with
1: all your friends.
0: See you in two weeks.
1: Have a good day.